Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All righty, here we go. We are absolutely packed. It is great to have you in. The Landry Football Podcast Network. It's Guido's Gridiron Blitz. I'm Mike Guido. It's great to have you with us. Uh, Plenty of stuff to hit on today. Thursday night football was last night. I know everybody right now is kind (laughs) of wrapped up in all of the drama following the election and everything like that. Um, But we're going to try and stray away from that as much as we possibly can. I know it's kind of hard. It's, uh, you know, it's a big focus of everybody's world right now is what you know what's going on there's a lot of misinformation there's a lot of you know drama a lot of noise you know there's a lot of accusations there's a lot of you know it's it's just it's a wild world we're living in uh and (laughs) i'm going to try and draw our attention away from that i know it's kind of hard at this point to focus on football uh you know which is interesting because you know i honestly i was even thinking to myself like if you're an NFL player or, you know, you're a college football player or something like that, let's just keep it in the NFL because that's what this shows about in, is, is the NFL. But if you're an NFL player and everything is going on in the world and all of this stuff, there's a lot of stress in the air and everything like that. How, <laughs> how on God's great earth are you supposed to focus on what you're doing on the field? <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to, I think it's an interesting thing and, you know, I, I think eventually we'll get to a resolution regardless of what side uh, ends up, you know, winning the presidency or anything like that. I think there there, there will be peace eventually, or at least hopefully. Um, but right now we just going to kind of stick through mud and, you know, hope for the best here. So uh, I do want to remind you, though, however, that uh, Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, uh, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. So we've teamed together to provide uh, special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. Um, so here's what you do. It's very easy. You go to our website. You go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You can see it right up top, right over there. Okay, LandryFootball.com. Uh, you click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. It's going to be right there. You'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those things. You, you, you pick among those gaming sites. They're not all legal everywhere. So you pick among those sites. Then you sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. I always want to repeat that because you know I, sometimes it just doesn't get through to people. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet, okay? It's a lot of money. You should take advantage of that. It's that easy. So, again, go to LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's right on the upper right side of the page. You pick among those gaming sites, and then you get in on the action uh, with American betting experts. That's special offer from American betting experts. Don't miss out on it. Go up. Try to win yourself a little bit of money. That's American betting experts. LandryFootball.com. Make sure you check it out. Uh, so we have plenty of stuff to go over today. A lot of football going on. We'll make picks a little bit later in the show. Obviously, we're heading into week. What is it now? God, I'm, I'm losing, even losing track of weeks. It's week nine. It's week nine now in the NFL. We are underway for week nine. Um, but I do want to begin with this. Thursday Night Football was last night. The uh, Green Bay Packers predictably uh you know i had picked san francisco 
on Monday, not knowing how hurt they were going to be. But San Francisco was extremely hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo was out. George Kittle's out. You know, half their defense is out. <laughs> they had, you know, half their running backs are out. Like, it's half their wide receivers are out. Like, <laughs> it was just, uh, my goodness, their left tackle. Every, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, probably the most hurt team in football. Um, but the 49ers dropped to four and five Packers, uh, move up to six and two 34 to 17 is the final score. The green Bay Packers go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers. Um, the 49ers, I think are going to come in last place. I, I, I think the Niners are going to end up in last place in their division. We're going to touch on them a little bit more later. Um, but here's really the story of last night. Aaron Rodgers was fantastic. 25 of 31, 305 yards, four touchdowns. Um, he had a really great night. Devontae Adams was surreal. Again, this is a defense that's really banged up in San Francisco, and Devontae Adams took advantage of that. Ten catches for 173 yards and a touchdown. That He had a phenomenal night. Uh, two big catches from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, two catches, 53 yards. He caught two touchdown passes. Uh, and then there was that one-yard touchdown pass to Mercedes Lewis uh, a little bit earlier in the game. So, um, but the big story is, is that Aaron Rodgers had a great night. But I, I do want to point this out. And I feel like whenever I talk about the, the Green Bay Packers, I always talk about this. Because it is so obvious to me what their biggest issue is, despite all of their success. Um, look, uh, quarterbacks are, especially when you have a great one, you tend to, uh, I, I guess, rely on that. You you kind of bank on the fact that your quarterback's amazing. Okay. Seattle is making, uh, has made that mistake for, um, you know, a couple of years now with Russell Wilson, they're really trying to start to break out of it now, investing some assets and some help. Um, but green Bay in particular has had this, they've had this thing. I, I, I don't get it. They, uh, like, Ever since they got Aaron Rodgers and they realized how Aaron Rodgers was really, really great, they've, you know, pretty much said, well, you know, screw the rest of the, you know, the 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 weapons and all the help and all of that stuff. You know, we're just going to let Aaron Rodgers be an Aaron Rodgers. We're going to invest our assets elsewhere. And that's what they've done. Okay, look, all they do on offense, really, all the assets that they spend on offense are on offensive line. They want to keep them healthy. They want to keep them upright. That's really what the the Packers have always gone for is I mean they drafted like three or four offensive linemen in the draft this past year uh and they had it uh, this was a draft that was going to have 55 or 60 wide receivers taken uh it was going to be projected and they didn't take one but the Packers have this thing where they feel Aaron Rodgers is enough they look he's Aaron Rodgers he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time he's enough he'll be fine and then they have this other thing now, because I, I think that the, the the disease is getting worse in Green Bay. They also have this other thing. Oh, wow. Devontae Adams. He's really fantastic. He's like one of the best receivers in the NFL. <laughs> you ever seen him play? Man, oh, man. He had 10 catches last night. Again, he's awesome. Devontae Adams is awesome. And now they think Devontae Adams is enough. Because he's amazing, and they think that's going to do it. That's going to be fine. I got news for you. That is the biggest problem with the Packers. I'm telling you right now. The biggest issue with the Packers is that they don't have enough perimeter help. And I've been on this for years, and it feels like the rest of the world is catching on. The rest of the football world is catching on here. Everybody wanted Green Bay to trade for a wide receiver, which they didn't. They, they actually passed on it. I really, like, what... What are they thinking? If there are pl solid wide receivers to be out there in the market to be had, and there are definitely bad teams in the NFL that are trying to unload some talented wide receivers. Okay, the Houston Texans have four of them. The Houston Texans right now are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They have four wide receivers that are all really legitimate players. Okay, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. They're all on the roster. They're all there. The Packers passed on all of them. The Packers are passing on every opportunity to get a wide receiver. They don't value it. 
And that's a mistake in today's NFL when wide receiver is becoming way, way, way more important. Weapons for your quarterback is becoming way more important. That You have to value the position. You have to value perimeter talent. You have to. Now, Aaron Jones is a nice running back in the backfield. We all like him. They scored on Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was not supposed to be the player that he is. Fifth-round pick, Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams, a second-round pick. He might have been something. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a fifth-round pick. Equinemius St. Brown's a sixth-round pick. They don't, they don't invest premium assets in position players. They just don't. And that's a big issue. And it's been a big issue. Like I, I say it over and over again. I think that the what what was wrong with the Packers last year and what kept them from going to the Super Bowl, because I do think the Packers were good enough to go to the Super Bowl last year. I do. Their defense was good enough. Their offensive line was good enough. They obviously have the quarterback. They, ha- they had a good enough running game to do it. Their coaching staff was fine enough. They, I mean, look, the, Green Bay has a group of young corners that's really, really good. Okay, maybe they could use some help at linebacker, but that's really it on their defense. They got a good defensive line. They got good pass rushers. I mean, look, th- this is uh, the Packers have a real team. They have a real roster. But the biggest issue that they had last year was that when Devontae Adams was taken out of the game, and it doesn't happen often, but when Devontae Adams does get taken out of the game, there's nowhere to go with the football. There's nowhere to go. Your offense becomes one-dimensional because you can't throw the ball, and then you're constantly running. Aaron Jones gets banged up, and you're stuck. That's it. It's over for you. You can't rely on guys like Alan Lazard, who's an undrafted guy, and guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who, again, uh, look, they're they're okay receivers, but they're not crazy talented, and you can't rely on them to step up and take the take the lead. That's not who these Packer receivers are. You have Devontae Adams, who's probably a top 10, uh, definitely top 10, maybe a top three receiver in the NFL. And then you got a bunch of what the hell? You got a bunch of nothing. Okay. And these guys are, I'm not knocking Marcus Valdez Scantling or Equinemius St. Brown or, or, or Alan Lazard, or I'm not knocking any of these guys. But what I am doing is being realistic with them. They are not number two receivers. They are not number three receivers. For the most part, Alan Lazard might be a number three receiver. He's had a couple of good games in his career. But that's been Green Bay's biggest issue. And it shows again yesterday. Keep this in mind. Just look at the numbers from yesterday for Green Bay. Devontae Adams had 10 catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. That's fantastic. Nobody is going to dispute that Devontae Adams is fantastic. Okay, Aaron Jones had five catches. He was second on their team. Okay, then third on their team was Tyler Irvin, another running back. Okay, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was the next wide receiver in catches, and he had two. And they were his two touchdown passes. That's it. Everybody else had one catch. Robert Tanyan had one catch. Darius Shepard, who I've never heard of, had one catch. Mercedes Lewis had one yet had one catch. Jay Sternberger had one catch. Mercedes Lewis and Jay Sternberger and Robert Tanyan are all tight ends, by the way. They don't have perimeter help. It is Devontae Adams and a bunch of nothing. They're relying on guys coming out of the backfield. They're relying, I mean, even uh, kind of, like not even a lot. They're, they're not exploding with talent at tight end. Robert Tanyan's having a pretty good year, but you can't rely on him to come through every week. The guy was like the their third tight end last year. Let's be real. It's not like they've all of a sudden discovered something. He's a, he's a solid player, but he's not a star. He's not George Kittle. Okay, so yes, the Packers 
still, in my opinion, regardless of how impressive they looked last night, regardless of how impressive Aaron Rodgers looked last night, they still need perimeter help. My position has not changed. Uh, Okay, so I want to shift to the other side of this. Uh, The 49ers, obviously they're banged up. I think they're going to come in last place in their division because injuries have absolutely killed them. Uh, I'm not sure they would have come in last place, but look, the 49ers just don't look like they're an amazing football team. They look nothing like they did last year. I mean, these are the defending defending NFC champs, and they just are falling flat because – Their wide receivers are hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo's constantly getting hurt. They haven't had Raheem Mostert all year. Nick Bosa's out. I mean, uh, everybody is hurt. Uh, Everybody on that team. And it's not even just their, you know, it's not even like they're missing, you know, just like a safety or a number two corner or something like that. No, these are their star players that are out. These are, they are missing the best players on their team. And they're going to be out for an extended period of time. George Kittle's out probably for the season. So, they're, I mean, uh, to, to me, it's, it is over for them. It's over for them. But here's the question I do want to ask because, you know, I, I think that the 49ers have a very clear reality. Um, and I know I've discussed this before, but I think they have a very clear reality. The 49ers, for the foreseeable future, because none of these other guys are old, The 49ers have the worst quarterback in their division. And I'm not talking about Nick Mullins, their backup. I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. They have the worst quarterback in their division. He's not better than Kyler Murray. He's not better than Russell Wilson. He's not better than Jared Goff. He's just not. Jimmy G is the worst quarterback in their division. Regardless of who your coach is, regardless of what your roster around you is, regardless of anything, it is really hard, really hard to win divisions consistently when your quarterback ranks last in your division. Jimmy G, I think, is clear-cut last, clearly the least least talented, and he's outrageously inconsistent, and quite frankly, he always gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is an injury machine. I mean, it feels like every single week he's on IR. He missed that one entire season. He comes back last year and plays. They go to the Super Bowl. That's fine. But he's out again this year. I mean, Jimmy G's played six games. He's played, I mean, he missed He missed weeks, uh, weeks three and four, right? And then he missed this past week. Look, Jimmy G this year so far, yes. Is he accurate? Absolutely. 67%. That's never been his problem. But he's got seven touchdowns and five interceptions, and he plays under Kyle Shanahan, and he's got weapons. Okay, Debo Samuel and Kendrick Bourne and Brandon Ayuk and all those running backs and George Kittle, that's weapons. They, they've got talent on offense. And Kyle Shanahan is one of the most brilliant offensive play callers in the entire league. And Jimmy Garoppolo is as inconsistent as they get. So, again, let me ask you. Do you think, after what you saw last night, that Nick Mullins played any worse than Jimmy Garoppolo would have? Do you think that Nick Mullins is an overwhelming downgrade on most nights to Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he an overwhelming downgrade? I'm not sure he is. Now, I think Jimmy G, it, listen, if you line him up and you're asking me to pick one, I would take Jimmy G over Nick Mullins. But it isn't by a lot. Jimmy G would not have changed the out, the outcome of the game last night. Okay? Nick Mullins last night was not terrible. Nick Mullins was more than competent yesterday. 22 of 35 for 291 yards. He had a touchdown and a pick. And that was Nick Mullins' night. That was Nick Mullins. Uh, look, if I were to just give you those raw numbers, I mean, those are solid numbers for any quarterback in the league. If Russell Wilson had those numbers last night, we would say it was a good night for Russell Wilson. I mean, look, <laughs> let's be real. Nick Mullins did not 
really underperform. In fact, I think he played very well. I think Nick Mullins was really good last night for the most part. And the fact that San Francisco, th- that was Nick Mullins without Brandon Ayuk, without Kendrick Bourne, without Debo Samuel, I mean, without George Kittle. I mean, th- they were, I'm telling you, San Francisco, Nick Mullins looked good given the circumstances of the weapons that he had. Okay, Richie James, who, quite frankly, Richie James is a special teams guy. He's supremely talented because he's fast as hell. But Richie James had nine catches for 184 yards and a touchdown yesterday. (laughs) Okay, that that is telling of offensive play calling, the scheme put together by Kyle Shanahan, and Nick Mullins played well. I mean, look, and Rich, I give credit to Richie James. Richie James was good was good last night. But that's what you got to look at. Ross Dwelly had three catches. Okay, who the hell is River Craycraft? Who the hell's that kid? <laughs> you have any idea who that guy is? Okay, Trent Taylor played yesterday. He never plays. Okay, Jamichael Hasty. I mean, who, who the hell are these guys that are that are that are making plays for the 49ers? I gotta ask you again. I think it is time, and do you think it's time for the 49ers to start exploring their options? And I, I'm not the first one to bring it up. I'm sure you've heard it before. But listen, the 49ers. It, it, it's going to be really hard to win divisions when you get the worst quarterback in your in, in your division. And Jimmy Garoppolo is clearly that. And Nick Mullins would clearly be that. He would be. Jared Goff is better. He's got a lot of special in him. Kyler Murray, you know, has a lot of special in him. Have you ever watched him play? Have you ever watched Kyler Murray? I know Arizona is not an amazing, is not the most popular team in the NFL, and you probably haven't seen many of their games. Kyler Murray's awesome. Have you ever watched him? I mean, my God. Not only is he fast as hell, but he throws a beautiful ball. He really does. And then Russell Wilson is the is a top two quarterback in the entire NFL. I, I mean, the 49ers have to really think about this. Now, I do want to point this out. I don't think Jimmy G is a long-term solution. That doesn't mean that I think he's going to be driven out of town right away. Okay, how many years does Jimmy Garoppolo have left on his contract because again i'm 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 curious about this jimmy garoppolo was given a five-year 137 million dollar contract when he was a free agent he's got two more years left on his deal worth at about 24 million dollars in base salary he's going to have a 27 million dollar cap hit in virtually both in in both years 26.9 in 2021 27 flat in cap hit in 2022 and then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2023 at the age of 31. Uh, look, d- would because I don't think San Francisco is never going to tank. They are never going to be bad with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to be seven and nine, eight and eight on a consistent basis. Maybe they'll again they'll have that year or so of just unbelievable, right? There, where they'll go 13 and three, they'll go 12 and four. They'll be the they'll be in first place in their division and everything like that. They'll have a year or two like that, you know, down the line if they decide to keep him. But look, as more for as as Jared Goff continues to develop and Kyler Murray continues to develop and Russell Wilson continues to be Russell Wilson, it's gonna be increasingly hard for Jimmy Garoppolo, who I think is as good as he's ever going to get right now. It is going to be increasingly hard for the 49ers to consistently compete for divisions in this division. I mean, the NFC West is a brutal division from, from the beginning. Not just quarterbacks, rosters. Arizona's roster is fantastic. Okay, the Rams have some of the best play- I mean, Aaron Donald's the best player. in the, it, it, He might be the best player in the league. Aaron Donald, overall. My God. And San Francisco has a, has a hell of a roster, too. But is Jimmy G the answer? Do they need to take a chance on somebody? Do they need to go the cheaper route, not pay a quarterback 
$27 million a year, $27.5 million a year, and maybe just take a chance. I don't think he's a long-term solution. Could he play out the rest of his contract? Could he play out the remaining two years? I guess, yeah, he can. But they really need to make a decision eventually about, is Jimmy Garoppolo the answer? Is he going to be the guy that we're going to say, okay, we're going to roll with him. We're going to win divisions. I'm not sure he is. Because I think they got everything else right. Offensive line's good. Weapons are good. Coach is great. Their defense is fantastic when healthy. It's quarterback. It's, it's, are they good enough at that spot? And I'm not sure they are comparatively in their division. Now, this, this would, this would not be the same scenario if they were playing in the NFC East or if they were playing in the AFC South or so, like if, if this was, you know, if they were playing in the AFC South and they got Ryan Tannehill and, you know, whoever Jacksonville's got, and you, you're really competing with Deshaun Watson every year. Okay. Okay. Good. You know, I, I'm, I'm in on that, but they're not, they're playing, you know, they're playing Russell Wilson twice a year and then they're playing Kyler Murray twice a year. It's just going to be tough. Uh, okay. Uh, let's shift to Sunday night football this weekend is going to be really fantastic. It's Saints Buccaneers. Uh, I believe if I am not mistaken, yes, it is in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a four and a half point favorite. Uh, the Saints sitting at five and two. The Buccaneers are six and two. Buccaneers just played Monday night football against the Giants, and it was razor thin um, in that game. So this is a biggie. I know that, you know, everybody is kind of sold, excuse me, at this point on the Bucs. Everybody loves the Buccaneers right now. They are that they're exciting. Tom Brady's fantastic, right? That's what everybody feels. Their offensive, their offense is unbelievable. They just signed Antonio Brown like that. (laughs) They're just going to, they're going to run over everybody. Their offensive line is approved. They have a top 10 defense like this. Whoa. Super Bowl team. Um, Might I remind you, I just want to, I want to make sure that people understand this. I want to make sure people understand this. Tampa Bay has to win this weekend. They have to beat the Saints. Okay. This is not an option. This is not an option of that. They, they do not have the liberty to not win this weekend. They got to win it. Okay. New Orleans beat them in week one. What was the score in week one against uh, Tampa Bay? Okay. The. Buck Saints won 34 to 23 in week one against the Bucks in New Orleans. Now, I am going to tell you my prediction for the game is going to be the Buccaneers win at home. However, however, if the Buccaneers lose, I am out on them as a Super Bowl team. Period. I'm not sold on them now. I'll give them a shot for it. Okay, they'll sneak into my little Super Bowl bubble. But I I am out on Tampa Bay's Super Bowl team if they lose this weekend to the Saints. First of all, the Buccaneers should be better than the Saints. The Buccaneers should be one of the two or three best teams in the NFL, given roster, quarterback, coaching, they should be two, three around there. Okay, and you can make the argument with, with Baltimore and Kansas City and other teams like that. But Tampa Bay should be one of the two or three best teams in the NFL, and they should absolutely be the best team in the NFC. Period. They should be. There isn't a roster or any there isn't a combination of things. There isn't a single organization where top to bottom everything on paper looks fantastic than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not the Seahawks, not New Orleans, not Green Bay, not nobody. Doesn't matter. Nobody. San Francisco, the Rams, Arizona, it it doesn't exist. That team does not exist. Nobody in the NFC East for we all know. Not the Eagles, not the Cowboys, 
Nobody. The Buccaneers should be blowing the doors off of every single team. This should not even be a discussion. They should have one loss in the season and not two, maybe. Again, the Saints on in week one, again, I would attribute that to an – that's an acceptable loss. Okay, that could be attributed to, again, the week one jitters. It's it's the, the you know, Brady playing for a new team and trying to build chemistry and all of those things. That week one loss could be attributed to all of those things factored into one. People swear by the Bucks as a Super Bowl favorite. They sh- They are going to be an unbelievable Super Bowl contender. If they lose to the second best or what people, most people would say the second best team, their most prominent division counterpart, their most competitive division rival so far this year. If they lose to them twice in the season, in the regular season, they get swept by them in the regular season. It's over for Tampa. It's over. And that might sound radical for me. Uh, seriously, it might sound radical. But if we're if we are really being honest, what edge, what edge does New Orleans have over Tampa Bay? New Orleans offensive line might be a little bit better. Weapons, weapons overall, offensive talent, running game, offense, uh, okay. Perimeter weapons, I take Tampa Bay by a lot, okay, with Fournette and Ronald Jones and Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown now and Gronk and Scotty Miller and OJ. I I mean, Jesus, they have so many weapons. The Saints, it's not bad, right? Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook. They've got some nice players. They do. Some stars in there. But Tampa Bay's offense is better. Quarterback, you know, I I like Drew Brees more, but there are a lot of people that disagree with me on that. Whatever. I like Drew Brees a little bit more, but look, Tom Brady's having a better season. I'll say that. Tom Brady's having a better season than Drew Brees. Defense, Tampa Bay, not close. The Buccaneers should win this weekend. They have to win this weekend. They have no excuse to lose to the Saints twice. And the Saints, we're not even sure if their locker room is 100% stable. Let's be honest about this. Drew Brees, based on the, you know, I, I guess societal standard nowadays, had an unacceptable opinion in the offseason, and that could cost the locker room chemistry. Okay, I... There, it is possible that nobody in that locker room wants to talk to him. There's, there, it's a possibility that that locker room is a little bit awkward right now. It might not be violent, but it might be awkward. Where people are kind of walking on eggshells and they're tiptoeing around and they're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It might not be all soft and buttery in New, in New Orleans. So, Tampa Bay has to have this. They have to have it. Because... You look at the roster, it's all there. But there are some games this year where you're just like, God, Tampa Bay really should have just taken control of this game. Look, uh, Tampa Bay scored a bunch against the Chargers, 38-31 against the Chargers, right? Chargers, rookie quarterback, they're not very good. They just lost to the Broncos this past week. Justin Herbert, and I love Justin Herbert, but God, this game shouldn't have been close. It shouldn't have been close. This past weekend is the Giants. The Giants have one win. They're one and seven on the year. And the Giants were this close to beating the Buccaneers. Bucks can't lose this weekend. They cannot do it against the Saints. They absolutely can't. Okay. Uh, I do want to remind you. Uh, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Okay. So you go to LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's on the, uh, that's located in the upper right side of the page. You click on that ad. 
You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those things. You, you, you pick among those gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up. You instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Make sure you take advantage of that while it still exists. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That's American Betting Experts. You go on LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. Okay, it's spelled right there. Landry Football Podcast Network. Okay, we are, you know, we're doing, we're running something with them. Make sure you take advantage of that. All right. Um, let's make picks. Let's uh, let's get into this. I, I always love doing this. I really, I'll be honest with you, I should have been keeping my record. <laughs> you know, um, I do think uh, this year, I, I might be afraid to do my record because this year is a little bit awkward. Everything's kind of a little different. Um, so I might be getting more picks wrong than I'd like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it might be a little bit tough. But uh, the Green Bay Packers, obviously on Thursday Night Football, beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-17. to Uh I, I listen, I'll admit I probably got that wrong because I did pick the 49ers on Monday, not realizing how hurt they were going to be. Uh, but I should, I honestly, I should have picked Green, Green Bay is just a better football team this year. I should have just picked Green Bay. Um, but let us begin in the one o'clock hour of, of games. There's eight games in that window. Uh, so let us begin here. Let's go to the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, Falcons right now are favored. They're a four point favorite at home. Uh, drew lock with the amazing comeback win last week against the chargers. Really, really fun. Um, and Matt Ryan, despite all of the talk about how if Atlanta picks high enough, they should try to replace him and everything like that. Matt Ryan's having a good season, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 97 and a half passer rating. Uh, Matt Ryan's having a good year. So people got to keep in mind, Atlanta's offense is not the problem. They fired Dan Quinn. They've been playing much better football since they fired Dan Quinn. Uh, their defense really cannot stop anybody. They're horrible on defending on third down. Uh, so, however, I do think that the Broncos right now, again, they're banged up. No Cortland Sutton, no Von Miller. I mean, they're banged up. This is a roster that is not fantastic right now. Uh, so I am going to take the Atlanta Falcons at home. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Not a lot of defense being played. Um but Julio Jones is coming, uh, is back. He's in full swing. I think he's going to dominate the game. This is not an amazing Denver secondary, so I think, um, I think that Atlanta is going to take advantage of that. They're going to use Julio and Calvin Ridley like crazy, uh, which is going to open up the running game for Todd Gurley. I, I think this is a, a a really good matchup for the Falcons. So I'm going to take Atlanta over the Denver Broncos in Atlanta. I'll say 38 to 30 over the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Let's go to Buffalo. The Seattle Seahawks are going to Buffalo to play the Bills. This is going to be a good game. The Seahawks right now favored, uh, they're two and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, Seahawks right now sitting at six and one. Uh, Bills at six and two. Uh, look, Josh Allen, since the first couple of weeks of the season, has kind of dropped off a little bit. He's he's regressed. He's kind of come back down to the median. Um, he's still having a great year. I think he's still in the MVP discussion. Um, but he has uh, taken a bit of a step back in the past couple of weeks. Russell Wilson has just, I mean, it's, it's, he's blowing everybody out of the water. I mean, he's got, he's already thrown 26 touchdown passes. Uh, he's got six picks, 120.8 passer rating. I mean, Russell Wilson is just playing on another level right now. The only Seahawk loss came in that amazing overtime game against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so I listen, I, I hate to do this. My mother's a bills fan, but I think, I think I have to take Seattle on the road. Look, this is a really good bills defense. I think the bills are going to give Seattle a run for their money, especially on that side of the football. But the, again, the issue is, is that is Josh Allen going to be consistent enough to essentially outplay Russell Wilson and get a win in the uh, in Buffalo. I'm not sure that that's possible. Plus, again, I'm kind of afraid of betting against Russell Wilson right now. Uh, so I am going to take the Seahawks. This will be a close game. I still think the Bills have a better roster, but I think the Seahawks have a better quarterback. 
so I'm going to take the Seahawks. Let's say I'll go 26 to 23 Seahawks over the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. The Ravens right now are two-point favorites on the road. Both teams sitting at 5-2 and two right now. Uh, listen, I actually think this is a pretty easy one. I would hammer the Ravens on this. Uh, if you're a betting man, I am going to take the Ravens to beat the Colts in Indianapolis. Um, point being, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to run all over the place. I really do. Um, and this is a defense in Baltimore that is going to take advantage of Phillip Rivers and his turnover problems. Uh, they will get it over. Uh, they listen, they'll, they will. They're going to put pressure on him. That secondary is going to swarm. I expect Phillip Rivers to have three, uh, like th probably two or three picks in this game. I think this it's good. It could be an ugly game for Phillip Rivers. Baltimore is going to get pressure on him. I think that, listen, even Lamar Jackson could be running a little bit. Ronnie Stanley is going to be out for the year. They're, they're star left tackle. But uh, right now, Baltimore's roster is fantastic. I still think they need that big win. Um, they want to get into the six-win category. They want to be included in the same conversation as teams like the Bucks and the Steelers and the Chiefs and all of those teams. They, they want to be included in that. Uh, so I am going to take the Ravens. I think it'll be... Ravens kind of by a significant margin. I'll say 31, I'll say 31-17 the Ravens over the uh over the Colts. Uh let's go to the Houston Texans going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. The Texans right now are 7 point favorites on the road. Uh both teams right now sitting at 1 and 6 and I agree. I think the Texans are going to get a win here on the road. Listen, the Texans are just a better football team. I don't think Jacksonville's any good. Uh, Gardner Minshew, I don't think is the answer at quarterback. He isn't playing all that poorly, but I think it's clear that he really isn't the answer. They're going to need an upgrade there. Jacksonville has one of the worst rosters in the NFL. They're just not going to be able to do anything there. Uh, Deshaun Watson, despite the fact that the Texans are 1-6, has had a very good season. Very good, and you wouldn't think so, but he is. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, passer rating is 108.7. That's a real, real player, okay? And this has been Deshaun Watson his whole career. That's who he was in college That when he was at Clemson. Look, Deshaun Watson, I think, is going to carry this team to a victory if he has to this weekend. So give me the Houston Texans over Jacksonville. Uh, I'll say, let me say, I'll say 23 to 10. Uh, Houston over the Jags. We go to uh, the Carolina Panthers going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs right now sitting at 10.5 point favorites. Uh, Panthers right now look at, uh, they're sitting, they're staring three and five right in the face. Uh, the Chiefs right now are a really solid seven and one. This one's easy. Uh, give me Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to win, and I think they're going to win by a pretty significant margin this week. I do want to point out, Christian McCaffrey is expected to play this week for the Carolina Panthers. That's going to mean a lot to them. Uh, Mike Davis will take a back seat, obviously. Christian McCaffrey will step back in, um, arguably the best running back in the NFL. So it could possibly be that Carolina is going to try and control the tempo here. They're going to try and uh, have McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey control the pace of the game. That's possible. But it's also possible that they kind of ease back in. Look, they're three and five. I don't think they're competing for a Super Bowl this year. They want to make sure everybody's healthy, but they want to make sure that they're competing. Um, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey is going to have a solid day, not an amazing day, and Kansas City is going to go all over this defense. Listen, this is this Panthers defense is young, inexperienced. It's bad right now. I think Kansas City is going to take advantage of this. That offensive personnel is fantastic. Andy Reid. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is just an incredible combination. We all know that. Uh, so give me the Kansas City Chiefs at home over the Panthers. Pretty easy win uh, for them. I'll say 35-14 to 14, uh, Chiefs over the Panthers. Big, big win for Kansas City. Uh, let's go to the Detroit Lions going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Vikings right now four-and-a-half-point favorites. The Vikings are trying to come back a little bit. Look, they they – they got a win earlier in the year. Last week, they upset the Packers on the road in uh, at Lambeau Field. That's that. That's a big win. 
That's a huge win for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think the playoffs are altogether out of reach for them. I really don't. If they go on a bit of a run here, I think the Vikings still possibly have a chance at making the playoffs. Um, right now, Lions are sitting at three and four, Vikings at two and five. And I think the Vikings get another win here. Listen, the Detroit Lions right now are just not any good. Okay, organizationally, uh, organizationally they're not that uh, stable. Matt Stafford, I think, is having a tough time right now. He's not playing poorly, but he's having a tough time right now. Uh, that defense is not fantastic for Detroit. Um, look, Kirk Cousins has not had a great year for Minnesota, but over the past couple of weeks, they've picked it up quite a bit. They're getting after the quarterback. Their young secondary is playing a lot better. Look, they've got wide receivers. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson is a perfectly fine uh, wide receiver duo. Dalvin Cook, you can make right. You can make the argument right now is the best running back in the NFL. He is exploding this year, Dalvin Cook. So. I'm going to take the Vikings. I think they're going to control the pace of the game. They're going to run the ball like crazy. I'm going to take the Vikings here. I'll say 27 to 20 Vikings over the Detroit Lions. Uh, let's go to, we got two more one o'clock games left. The Chicago Bears are going to go to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans right now are six and a half point favorites. Bears right now sitting at five and three. Titans are five and two. I think the Bears are coming back down to earth. Their lack of talent at quarterback is really starting to hit them. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans at home here. They're just the better team. They have the better quarterback. Ryan Tannehill's having a, another fantastic year. 109.8 passer rating, if I'm seeing that right. 17 touchdowns, only three interceptions for Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry obviously is the base of that offense. They're getting good play out of their wide receivers, right? Corey Davis and, and A.J. Brown are playing really well. Jonu Smith, their tight end, is playing well. Also, Adam Humphreys, they've got guys on that offense that can really play. Uh, their defense is getting after the quarterback, man. They really are. They, they're they're playing really well. Uh, Tennessee is proving me wrong. I thought they were going to come really back down to earth um, this year, but they are really proving me wrong here. So I am going to take the Tennessee Titans. I'll say... I'll say 29, I'll say 29-19, the Titans over the Bears this weekend in Tennessee. Last one o'clock game, the New York Giants are going to Washington to play the Washington football team off the bye, baby. Uh, Three-point favorite for Washington uh, at home. Giants right now sitting at one and seven. The football team, the Washington football team, I can't believe I'm saying that, uh, are sitting at two and five. Believe it or not, off the bye, Washington. I'm going to take the Giants on the road to take to beat the uh, the football team. I think the Giants right now, despite the fact that they didn't get a win, I think they're feeling good about their performance on Monday Night Football against the Buccaneers. They played well in that game. They were competing until the end of that game. They had a chance to win that game. Um, so I am going to take the Giants. First of all, I think the Giants are more stable at quarterback. I like Daniel Jones more than I like whoever. Washington is playing a quarterback. I do. It, it's going to be Kyle Allen, but I, I I like Daniel Jones more. I like the stability there. Um, look, the biggest issue for the Giants is going to be Washington's front seven, that pass rush against the Giants offensive line. The Giants offensive line right now has been very streaky. It hasn't been altogether that bad, but it's been pretty streaky. Andrew Thomas has had his struggles. Um, and look, Washington's front seven's nasty with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. I mean, they've got some legitimate talent up there in that front seven. Uh, but I am going to take the Giants. Look, they're way too competent. They really are. Okay, Washington is Washington might not win another game all year, but I think the Giants get a dub here. I really do. Now, again, Washington is at home. That matters a little bit, but I think the Giants right now, they're feeling really good. They're feeling really good about where they are. They're feeling really good about how they're playing, despite the fact that they don't have a lot of talent. I am going to take the Giants against Washington uh, in Washington. I'll say relatively low-scoring game. Uh, let's say 20-14, to 14, the Giants beat Washington in Washington. Uh, all right, so we got four o'clock games. The first four o'clock game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Uh, Chargers right now are a point favorite. It's it's basically a pick 'em. Chargers right now sitting at two and five. Raiders are four and three. 
Look, this I, this is a tough one because I think the Raiders are a real team this year. Derek Carr is playing fantastic, but so is Justin Herbert. I mean, this is this is going to be a real tough game to call. I'm going to take the Chargers at home to win this one. Uh, it is going to be narrow. I think the Raiders fall to 500. But look, Justin Herbert is playing good football right now. I like the fact that the Chargers are at home. They're at SoFi. Um, and I think, honestly, despite the fact that you know the Chargers are having a little bit of a tough time in the running game, they are competing in every single game. Have we known, like, the, the Chargers are just, they are in everybody's faces. They are. They, they are just everywhere. Um, Derek Carr, again, 110.2 passer rating, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. Justin Herbert right now, 104.5 passer rating, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, both of them having fantastic years. Um, at the end of the, uh, the day, I think it's just going to come down to coin flip. This is going to be a really good game, but I am going to take the Chargers in this one. Uh, I will say outrageously close. It's going to be in the 30s. I'm going to say 33 to 31, the Chargers beat the Raiders. Really, really close game. The Miami Dolphins, let's go to this one. The Miami Dolphins are going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals right now are four and a half point favorites at home. Uh, five and two are the Cardinals. Dolphins right now sitting at four and three. Can you believe that? Um, Tua starting for the Dolphins now. Listen, I think this one's easy. I'm going to take Arizona at home. Arizona's playing good football right now. They're a playoff team. Arizona's a playoff team. They have a good roster, good defense, a lot of young, fast players. They got weapons on offense. They're just waiting for Kyler Murray to develop. Okay. Kenyon Drake is hurt. Chase Edmonds is, I'm sure, going to be plenty fine as a running back this uh, this week. Again, the Dolphins' defense is kind of shaky. Their secondary is pretty good, but up front, they, they don't have a ton of talent. And look, Tua struggled a little bit last week. Didn't get to 100 yards passing. Okay, I, I think that there's going to be some legitimate growth. Um, there's going to be some legitimate growing pains with Tua Tagovailoa. So I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a cardinal win here, and I think it's going to be a pretty big cardinal win. I think Tua is going to show you some signs of really, really great, but it's not going to be consistent throughout the entire night. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals at home. Uh, this one's a pretty easy pick for me. Uh, I will say 27 to 14 Cardinals over the Dolphins. Um, let's go to the last four o'clock game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to Dallas to play the Cowboys right now. The Steelers are 14 and a half point road favorites against Dallas. Dallas still has no idea who they're starting at quarterback. Uh, it won't be Ben DiNucci from what I've seen. It's either going to be Garrett Gilbert or it's going to be uh, Cooper Rush. If you remember him, they're old backup. Um, Steelers right now, the only uh, undefeated team left, they're 7-0. Cowboys sitting right now at 2-6. and I mean, I don't even really need to tell you, right? The Steelers are going to win this game, and they're going to win this game handsomely. The Cowboys just aren't playing good football right now. The Steelers, you can make the argument, is they're the best team in the NFL. That They have had immense success so far this year. Big Ben is having a great year. Their offense is working. That defense in Pittsburgh is absolutely phenomenal. They are they shut down everybody. They get after the quarterback. That might be the best, best pass rush in the NFL. I'm serious. Okay. TJ Watt and Bud Dupree are get, and Cameron Hayward. They are getting after the quarterback on a consistent basis. It is ridiculous. Their secondary is good. Minka Fitzpatrick, I think, has changed that secondary completely. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers to embarrass the Cowboys in Jerry World. It, I, this is going to be a bad one. I'm going to say the Steelers win. I'll say 34, 34 to 6. I mean, this is going to be an awful game. This is going to be an absolutely unwatchable game. Steelers move to 8 0. <clears throat> Excuse me. Steelers move to 8 0. Dallas right now falls to 2 and 7. Uh, so I'm going to take the Steelers over Dallas. Sunday night football. This is going to be the game of the week. The New Orleans Saints are going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. This is a big game. Okay. Buccaneers right now sitting at four and a half point favorites. 
Uh, Saints are five and two. Buccaneers are six and two. Bucks are coming off that really close Sunday night football game. Um, that really close Sunday night football, uh, Monday night football game, excuse me, against the Giants where they should have blown them out, but they didn't. Uh, I am going to take the Buccaneers in this game. I think I'm going to take them by the skin of their teeth. This is going to be a really close game, but I think the sense of urgency for the Buccaneers is higher. The Bucs have to win this one. They absolutely have to win this one. They can't lose the season series to the Saints. They can't lose to the Saints twice. this year. This is their second matchup. The Saints won in week one, 34-23. I think that's important to point out. The Buccaneers right now need to get a win, and they should. The Buccaneers have the better roster. This is a better team. Tom Brady's having a better year than Drew Brees. 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. Again, Drew Brees not playing poorly, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions, but it's been a little bit more production on the side of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense. Listen, Buccaneers have the edge on offense. They have the edge on defense. They should win this game. I am going to take them to win this game. It's going to be close. I'm going to say 34-31, or I'll actually, I'll switch it up. 34-30. 34-30 Buccaneers in this game. I think it's going to be ridiculously close and a must-win game for Tampa Bay. An absolute must-win game for Tampa Bay this weekend. Uh, Monday night football. We're going to discuss that on Monday. I usually don't pick Monday night football on Friday. Um, so Monday night football obviously is the new England Patriots on the road, going to New York to play the jets. Uh, Patriots right now are sitting at seven and a half point favorites on the road. We won't pick that game, but you'd have to say that that's, that's a must win game for new England, right? (laughs) They can't completely fall apart here. They can't lose to the Jets. They just can't. I don't think anybody can lose to the Jets. Nobody can lose to the Jets. Um, But uh, teams on a bye, if you didn't hear your team's name, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, the LA Rams, and the Philadelphia Eagles all are on buys this week. So enjoy the time off. (laughs) Try to, you know, not get absorbed by all of this election noise and, you know, actually try to enjoy your life a little bit. you know, I have to do a little bit of shopping today. It's going to be my fiance's birthday next week on Monday. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, not on Monday, on Sunday. Sunday, I forgot what date it was. Today's the, what is it, 6th? Yep, Sunday. Sunday. Um, hopefully she didn't see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Rams, and Philadelphia out for a bye this week. Uh, like I said, enjoy the time off. Much needed rest. I think they'll you know, <laughs> it gives, you know, everybody kind of a chance to regroup here, but a lot of interesting football this weekend, Seattle and Buffalo should be a really interesting game. Again, that Sunday night game is going to clearly be the game of the week. That will be the game of the week. Saints and Buccaneers. That's going to tell you a lot about what is going to happen uh, later on in the season. If the Saints win, I think the Saints are officially a Super Bowl team. And I think if the Buccaneers lose, the Buccaneers lose, they are officially out. I, I, don't, I don't view them as a Super Bowl team at all. I don't. If the Buccaneers win, okay, I'll keep them around. I'll keep them around. But that's all I'm giving them, <laughs> okay? like, th- But we do all realize this, right? Like, Tampa Bay should be blowing everybody out. I mean, that's what everybody told us at the beginning of the year. Everybody told us at the beginning of the year that Tampa Bay was just going to blow everybody out. Okay, their weapons are ridiculous because... You know, Jameis Winston threw 30 picks last year. All Tom Brady's got to do is not do that. (laughs) All he's got to do is not throw 30 picks. And Tom Brady isn't throwing 30 picks. And yes, the Buccaneers are better. But man, they've thrown some stinkers in there. Okay, losing to the Bears is unacceptable. Keeping it really close with the Giants is unacceptable. If they lose, if they get swept in the regular season, by the Saints, that's unacceptable. They can't have that. They can't have that. Okay, cool. They blew out the Packers. Cool. They blew out the Raiders. You got to give me more. You got to give me more than that. So, again, uh, it's been great. You got us every Monday and Friday, every Monday and Friday, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. It's Guido's Gridiron Blitz. I'm Mike Guido here with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Again, I just want to point this out too. There's a lot of people out there that are just 
you know, they're, they're just not happy. And I get it because everything that's going on in the world right now in America is just, it's really stressful. It's really tough to deal with. Uh, just again, try to keep your head up, you know, try to try to ignore some of the people that you want to ignore and, you know, try not to fill your head with a bunch of crap. And look, I always say this. I said this on my radio show. Look, Twitter is not real life, but believe it or not, Twitter is not real life. Uh, that is not how people usually act in a lot of different situations. So just make sure you keep a clear head. We are going to get out of this again. I'm Mike Guido. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy football this weekend. Make sure you take your mind off things. Enjoy football this weekend. We'll see you next week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.